Hello, everyone, and welcome to Turn to Page 27, checkout time at the Dead End Hotel. How are you doing, Rhapsody? I am doing excellently well, Rita, and yourself? Real good. I like hotel. I like hotel theme. I like hotel vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just a place. It's just many rooms. But I like is it. it. Is it? Is it that Hotel California, is it for you like it is for me that the Eagles Hotel California holds a special place in your heart? Mm. Uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> no, mm, no, I can do it too. No, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> there was like a series of unfortunate events book that took place in uh, a hotel and I think that was my favorite one. Yes. So, yes, there was. I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's a space where it's like, I have a lot of nostalgia for being at hotels. And because it's just like, I don't know, it's a kind of normal vacation. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's a different room. Isn't that cool? But it is mm -hmm. when you're young. I don't know. Different room is cool room. So this room has milk creamer in the fridge that I'm not allowed to I, drink. Exactly. Apparently. This <sighs> room has the same shows that would be on when I'm at home. But here, they feel like a treat. <laughs> you know, you, tur you turn it on and you'd watch something that you would never watch at home. But mm -hmm. it's on at the hotel, so it's suddenly, like, absolutely captures you. Like, I love the travel channel now. <laughs> like, I absolutely <laughs> love it now. It's <laughs> I I love this booking channel for the Hilton. I oh, know. man, it's going off. She's I'd so never watch this at home just like she has such a way with words like the automated speech oh my goodness uh but yeah welcome I don't know. to room 235 yeah but like diners drive-ins and dives is my number one hotel watch <laughs> like you know it's like those shows where you're like yeah i do like this i do like this i enjoy partaking in it but when you're at home it just doesn't feel like it's worth your time <laughs> it's for me it's yeah. diners drive-ins and dives <laughs> <laughs> I need to have an excuse to engage exactly in them, you, you need right. to be like you need to be recuperating from energy loss from like walking around California <laughs> and like it needs to be uh, regen time anyways it's uh, goosebumps there is a glow in the dark skeleton perhaps he's certainly mm -hmm. neon green my and... guys are radiated we are getting seven rads per second being this close Absolutely. He's got a little key. He's handing it to us. Uh, I will say these keys don't seem very effective. Every single key on the wall is exactly the same. Yep. Well, hey, I gotta <laughs> say, a key that opens all of the doors in the entire area being handed to us by a skeleton. Quite the matter. Is, yeah. What, it's what a skeleton kind of, key, baby. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, you want, you want to take it all the way there, or should I? All right. I uh, was, I was, I decided to walk it home at a certain point yeah, because I was like, like, wait, hang on. Skeleton key for a lot of people might only be a reference to an item in a rogue like they played, rather than like the general uh, yeah. idea of a skeleton key. Yeah, like an actual full concept. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I love. Oh, you skeleton key. I love the Binding of Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Secret room logic's fun. Yeah. You want to beware us? Beware! Uh, Don't read the book from beginning to end! You just checked in at the dead hotel. The question is, will you check out? That all depends on whether you can make it throughout the night. 
Because this is no ordinary hotel. It's full of ghosts who want you to be their permanent guest. And if you can't find a way to stay awake and then escape, you'll be stuck here. Forever. Okay. It's about as information yeah. light as we've had a Beware page so far. Yeah, or at the very least, like, yeah. Kind of akin to the earlier ones. At, mm -hmm. at best. But maybe even more loose than that i'm excited by that prospect for today if i'm gonna be real but uh, oh boy i'm seeing a lot of names on this first page i'm ready for it if you are wait yeah wait what the heck wait what the heck how many characters are on this page i mean good luck all right page one <laughs> have fun bye bye <laughs> why are we slowing down here bj matson moans from the front seat of the car it's so dark. You open your eyes and yawn. You must have dozed off. Sleepily, you gaze out of the car window. It's a misty, starless night. You're on a two-lane road in the middle of nowhere. Where are we? You ask BJ's mom. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> Where are we? I thought that was BJ's mom. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Mrs. Matson answers. The car sounded funny, so I pulled off the highway. We need to take a mechanical look at the engine. You nudge Moira O'Neill. She's sleeping beside you in the back seat. Then you reach across her and poke Jamie Kaplan in the leg. You, Jamie, Moira, and BJ are on a class trip to Washington, D.C. You're supposed to stay in a motel when you get there. But BJ's mother is a slow driver. The other parent's car vanished down the highway a long time ago. Mrs. Matson pulls off of the deserted road. You peer out the window. There's nothing in sight except for a hotel. Wake up, you whisper nervously to Moira and Jamie. We're stopping at a place called the Dead Hotel. <laughs> Go on to page two. That's on the nose. <laughs> I do. I, that's way too forward. You need to save all of the dead memorabilia for the inside oh. when you can lock the doors. Absolutely. Moira's eyes snap open. She leans across you and stares out. You peer into the darkness as Mrs. Matson pulls up the driveway. You spot a huge old hotel with a dark stone column flanking the entrance. The building is set back from the road among some pine trees. There are strange carvings over the front door. Gargoyles gaze down at you. Oh, the sign doesn't say dead hotel. Moira argues. It says Hotel Mort. Yeah. You agree. But do you know what Mort means? It means death in like 16 languages. You know, like mortician and mortal and that's enough. Mrs. Matson sighs. The only thing that's dead in here is my car. Hop out. You're spending the night here. You, Moira, BJ, and Jamie all grab your duffel bags from the trunk. Then you follow Mrs. Matson into the creepy hotel. The instant you step into the lobby, you feel a strange chill, as if an icy hand has just rubbed across your shoulders. You glance around the marble lobby. Old leather couches and armchairs dot the huge room. Dusty potted palms lurk in the corners, but there's not a single person in sight. Welcome to the Hotel Mort, a voice calls out of nowhere. Go on to page three. You jump, startled. 
Where did that voice come from? You spot the desk clerk. You hadn't noticed him before. He's a scrawny man with beady little eyes. Thin strands of hair are combed across his greasy, bald head. We only have one room left. He informs you, handing over the key. You shiver when you see the room number. Room 1313. <laughs> you, <laughs> doesn't that even it out? Doesn't that make it just, like, fine? I don't yeah. know. It is double unlock. I don't know. Hey, you haul your bags into the rickety old elevator, press the button for thirteen, and ride up. <laughs> hey, this isn't so bad. Jamie says as you all pile into the room. It's got all the regular stuff: TV, telephone, room service. Don't call room service. Mrs. Matson snaps. I'm gonna go down the hall and get us some sodas from the drink machine. I'll see if there's any snacks. As soon as she's gone, BJ grabs the TV remote control. Let's watch a pay-per-view movie, he suggests. If, if we hurry, my mom won't be back in time to cancel it. Forget the movie, Jamie argues. Let's order some food, I'm starved. If you want to order room service, turn to page 32. If you'd rather watch a movie, turn to page 44. Uh, a good question. A good question indeed. Which rule would you like to break immediately? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, both of these ways, we are ultimately going to be spending the very generous Mrs. Matson's money. I know. Oh, don't call room thing. service. She does say specifically don't call room service. Doesn't say anything about the, the movie, but we can infer. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Maybe we go to 44 and say we can, you know, do it sort of respecting yeah. our wishes. It's the Air Bud rule, right? You didn't yeah, specifically exactly. say that a dog can't play basketball. Exactly. There's nothing in the rules that says I can't, I'm uh, you know, go to page 44. That says we can't watch the TV. Exactly. I'm up for a movie. You declare. What's on? Let's find out. BJ answers, flipping the channels. Welcome to the Hotel Mort. A ghoulish man on the screen announces... We're glad you tuned in to the Hotel Channel. We always like to welcome our guests. Watch carefully now. He adds in a deep, creepy voice. The man's face suddenly becomes pale and transparent, like a ghost. Then he lifts his wispy, filmy arm towards you, and he reaches, reaches straight through the television screen. Yikes! Turn to page 135. I mean, Why hey. Did we put goggles on. Yeah. What the hell? What the Whoa! fuck? You cry, jerking back. The man twists a knob on the TV, turning up the sound. In the next instant, he yanks his airy arm back, back into the TV picture. Then he returns to solid form. He laughs a horrible, evil laugh. You and Jamie tremble, and Moira gasps. Yikes! BJ cries. He drops the remote control. That guy's a ghost! The man sneers, still chuckling. You have just checked into a haunted hotel. He explains. And not just for one night, but forever. By morning, you will all be ghosts. We hope you'll enjoy your stay. It will last until eternity. Turn to page 49. <laughs> no reaction. Boom. You, Jamie, Moira, and BJ stare into the TV in shock. Don't try to escape. The ghost on the TV continues. The doors are all locked. There's no way out. 
And everyone you meet here, every single one of our guests and staff, is a ghost. BJ gasps. Help! He wails. Mom! The ghost chuckles. No, <laughs> we'll be taking care of her. Wow, Jamie murmurs. Good night now, the ghost adds. And sweet dreams. Sweet dreams? When he says those words, you glance towards the bed. Hey, sweet dreams from Hotel Mort. That's what's printed on the wrappers of the four little mints. The mints are resting on the bed pillows. You hurry to the bed and pick up a mint. Look, you announce. Sweet dreams, that's what the ghost said. And it says the same thing on the wrapper. Oh, don't eat it, Moira warns quickly. I bet it's a Tide Pod. Those mints will probably <laughs> kill us. Or maybe just put us to sleep forever. Turn to page 68. I was, I was fully expecting a do you eat the strange mint in this mm. scenario. I think we have to face that on the next page. We just need one more page worth of debate about whether or not we should do that. Yeah, that is true. You're probably right. <laughs> Jamie twists his mouth into a sneer. Don't be ridiculous, he scolds Moira. You're afraid of a mint? He marches to the bed and grabs a mint. He reads the words on the wrapper. It's just candy, he insists. Then he tosses it to you. Here, catch. Eat it. I dare you. It's not legal to lie on a nutrition label, you know? Like, mm. they don't want to get arrested. Exactly. Like, you stare if at the... If you put poison in your candy, you have to write <laughs> it on the label. <laughs> True. That's The FDA rules that. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the FDA. They, I mean, but hey, if you say it's poison, they're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Can't do anything about yeah, that. Sh sure, sell it at Walmart. I don't care. Hey, it's like have the meals there. I mean, why not? Uh, you stare at the green foil wrap mint in your hand. Why would I take this dare, you wonder? Easy answer. You always take Jamie's dares. You can't resist. But before you can unwrap the mint, the phone rings. Wait a minute, you think? Who'd be calling you here? Nobody knows that your car broke down. No one knows that you're at Hotel Mort. Weird. So what are you going to do? Eat the mint or answer the phone? If you answer the phone, page 20. If you eat the mint, page 52. I mean, I, I hate to hard guide us here, but I want to eat that mint. <laughs> I am certainly very curious about the mint. I'm just trying to get my pen to work so I can write down our path. 52, mm. 20. Okay. So th there is also no part thought. of me that feels like on some level, this is kind of being run as almost like a proto escape room. Escape room not really being like a concept or phenomenon at this period of time. Yeah. Like we were given a hint even that was relevant to something in the room. I think it's, I think that's it. I know. I Hey, if the word eat was there, I'm already on that page. I'm, I'm on 52. Mm -hmm. Jamie stares at you, his eyes drilling into yours. Oh, eat the mint. I dare you. I double dare you. He taunts. This is stupid, you think, as you unwrap the mint. But you can't help it. Jamie has a way of making you act like a jerk, and you love poison. You pop the chocolate <laughs> candy in your mouth and chew. Oh, oh. You say with your mouth full. A moment later, your eyes close, your head feels dizzy, and then you slump to the floor in a twisted heap. Oh no. Will um really be your last word on Earth? Turn to page 78. <laughs> Just turn to page 78. Yes, the yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Well, it's certainly your last word on Earth as a person, but thanks to the Sweet Dreams Mint, you can look forward to your first word on Earth as a ghost. Don't be too upset. You managed to get back at the creeps who turned you into a ghost in the first place. You play so many practical jokes on the regular ghosts that they decide to haunt some other hotel. In fact, because of your pranks, the Hotel Mort becomes a big tourist attraction. Jamie, Morta, and BJ get summer jobs working there at the hotel so you can all hang out. Yep, being a ghost doesn't turn out to be so bad in the end. What? Uh, Speedrun. Uh, We're done. We're done. This is such a good ending. We've become immortal. Incorporeal. Yeah. Property owners. (laughs) As children? Oh my god. We work in a co-op with three of our closest friends? This is This is the dream. This is the dream. You never have to worry about dying ever again? Like easy. I I mean I think this is We'll continue for the sake of it because yeah, there's more content in this go, book for let's sure. Let's go see all like, the bad endings now. Exactly. That, yeah. I don't know if an ending is going to be better than that. I think that one's that one seems legit. We solved the problem of the hotel. We hang out with our friends forever. I don't have to worry about money. Don't have to worry about taxes. We are ghost. That is that is so wild as well. The ghosts were like, we're going to keep you here forever. If need be, we will kill you so that you stay here forever. But we did so many pranks, they left. I know. It's great. Uh but hey, uh, page 20, answering the phone. Just a bucket of ectoplasm over every door? Sorry. Let, yeah, let's go to 20. <laughs> you decide to answer the phone for some reason. Uh, hello? You say? Listen carefully. A strange, whispery voice orders the on the other end of the line. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman speaking, or even a kid. I am Drew Mortgard. Except for you and your companions, I'm the only living being in this entire hotel. The voice goes on. Whatever you do, don't go to sleep tonight. If you fall asleep, you'll turn into a ghost yourself. But I can help you. I got some keys to the front door. Come find me. And hurry, I'm in room... (gasps) Before you can find out the room number, the voice breaks into a horrible scream. (coughs) And the line goes dead. Hang up and turn to page 75. I do like that. It's like, it's consistent. The mint made us go to sleep. Like, making us go to sleep turned us into a Mm -hmm. ghost. We find that out on this path. It's, It's consistent. We're uh, we're very much in the Freddy Krueger rules here. Mm-hmm. Your eyes grow wide. You stand there listening to the dial tone like an idiot. And I and Who I was didn't it? and I didn't put that in there. Finally, you <laughs> hang up. Who Ooh. was it? Jamie demands. I'm asking again. <laughs> Come on, Jamie, just cool it. <laughs> Jamie, shut up! I don't know. You answer blankly. I mean. Okay, so it was someone named Drew <laughs> uh, He said he's the only human being alive in the hotel, if he even is a he. You add, remembering the strange voice. You don't know if you're talking to a guy or a girl. Moira asks. You shake and your the head. Person, the person whispered, I couldn't tell, but whoever it was warned us not to fall asleep or we'll fall into ghosts. Turn into ghosts, rather. <laughs> Ghosts, BJ repeats. His voice quavers with fear. Cool, Jamie exclaims. This place is awesome. Drew promised to help. You continue. He said, or she said. Moira cuts in. He said he. You glance at Moira. Or she had keys. But before he or she... Could tell me what room I had to go to. 
I heard a scream and the line went dead. What are you waiting for? Jamie exclaims. Uh, hmm? Let's go find this sucker. <laughs> Turn to page 64. <laughs> keep forgetting who BJ and Jamie are, so I keep swapping their voices. I, hey, oh. I don't know. <laughs> 64. No. No, wait. BJ cries. You guys can't leave us here. Typical BJ, you think. He's kind of a wimp. We're not leaving without you, Dodo. Jamie says. We're all going. We'll split up and search the hotel. We'll meet back here in an hour, exactly at midnight. And if you found Drew Mordgarth and the key, great. There's a key. Oh, right, he's got the key. Yeah. If you're not, eh, we'll make another plan, okay? You nod and Moira shrugs. But BJ looks worried as he follows the three of you to the door. You step into the hall, then you push the button for the elevator. Just as the elevator opens up inside, you see something airy. A filmy form of some sort, moving slowly towards you. It's a ghost, larger than any human being you've ever seen. Face your first real ghost on page 92. What was the ghost of the TV? Not real ghost? Yeah, exactly! Fake ghost? TV ghost, not real ghost? <laughs> the ghost is at least seven feet tall. A huge, ugly, hulking, transport, <laughs> transparent form, dressed in overalls like a janitor. Horrible, tiny, sunken eyes, like raisins, dot his huge, puffy face. He might be a nice guy, okay? At first, you can see right through him to the back of the elevator. He looks half dead and half alive. You stare at him and his transparent body as it becomes solid. In his right hand, he carries a long, clattering chain. Each link of the chain is the size of a donut. He lifts it, gripping it in both hands as if he wants to strangle someone. You! Run as fast as you can onto page 105. <laughs> Run! You scream to the others. You turn left and race down the hall. Your heart pounds as you push through the emergency door to the flight of stairs. Stumbling, you take the steps two at a time, down one flight, then another, and then another. Your heart pounds harder and harder. You can hear the footsteps behind you and a clattering sound. The sound of a chain dragging on the stairs. Clang, clatter, clang, clang. Your terror grows as the sound comes closer. Finally, as you round the corner on the last flight of stairs, you dare to glance back. There's a person standing right above you. You stop dead in your tracks. Find out who it is on page 110. Jamie? You gasp. Jamie stands above you, dragging the ghost's metal chain. I grabbed this away from the ghost. Jamie explains, holding up the chain. He wasn't as strong as he looked. You shake your head amazed. Wow, what about Moira and BJ? Jamie shrugs. Uh, they ran the other way. Come on, let's go find that Drew Mortgarth. What is Mort... Mortgarth? Is, Mortgarth. I'm, I know, I'm just I like... I mean, Mort means death, so yeah. Drew Deathgarth. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm like... Is it just as obvious as because Mort name is bad? It's like, I don't Hey, He drops the chain and you both hurry down the last flight of stairs. You step into a large carpeted hallway. It's empty and eerily quiet until you hear a low growl behind you. You whirl around. A large black dog appears out of thin air. A ghost dog. The dog barks at you viciously and then he dashes past, uh, down the hall past you. Past you down the hall. Towards an exit. Look! You cry. A way out! You race after the dog. He pushes through a rubber flap in the bottom section of the door. A built-in doggy door. 
try the knob. Locked. How about that? You suggest, pointing to the doggy door. Jamie squints at you. Are you serious? Are you? Can you squeeze through a doggy door? If you try to follow the dog, turn to page 37. If you keep looking for Drew Mortgarth, turn to page 17. Hmm. <sighs> it's like a My meaningful heart. choice. These are like actually... Right? No, more like... Okay. I feel like we can... Maybe I uh, the bar was too low, but for the past couple books, I feel like some of the choices have been like more random than uh, than before. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like I don't know. We could. I feel like I could go on a hunch to one or the other. Okay, uh, you you may have more of a hunch than me uh, here in this instance because I think what's compounding, what's what's conflicting here is that I recognize chasing the dog, going through a doggy door, puts us in a compromising position. We're chasing, you know, obviously a ghost. We're a little bit off guard if anyone on the other side of the door's there to attack or whatever. Um, but also it's a dog. So, All I right. mean, how can I tell? All right, dog. Dog. Pet dog. All right, Get- dog. Let's do it. Chance for pet. Chance for pet. You drop down on all fours and in front of the doggy door. You look stupid. Jamie teases you. I feel stupid. You admit. But you push your head through the swinging rubber flap and crawl inside. By the time you squeeze out, you're all scratched up. It's sticky. Gross. The doggy door is glopped up with saliva from dogs licking it. What? And poking their through with their noses. But you don't care. At least you've escaped from the ghosts. You stand up and glance around. A moment later, Jamie crawls out behind you. All right, now what? He asks, scrambling to his feet. The two of you shiver as you gaze at the deserted road. It's a cold, moonlit night, and very clear. You can see there's no traffic. You turn to the woods behind the hotel. Gnarled, twisted trees loom in the moonlight. You think you spot a faint light way in the distance, through the woods. It could be a house. Well? Jamie asks. If you go towards the light in the woods, turn to page 14. If you go towards the road, turn to page 58. Hmm. Mm. I I have one idea, which... Lay it on It's slightly minimal. It's basically that our car stopped working on that road and it forced us to stay at this hotel where you can check in but you can't check out. Effectively, I'm saying that I think they have like a, a, a an outside man, I guess in this instance, uh, who is the person who takes care of the cars. You know, it, effectively, I think that the road is probably patrolled by scouts from Hotel Mort and that the light in the woods, oh, maybe not. Yeah. I'm I'm down with that. I I think that there is maybe like, I don't know, a big magnetic activity bringing planes to the island. I mean, uh, cars oh. to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for the flashback sequences. Let's go. Uh, Let's see this thematic resonance in play. So I'm fourteen. You down? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Fourteen. All right. Check out that light. You murmur to Jamie. I bet there's a house up there. I mean, in the woods. Jamie nods. Let's hike up and see. Good idea. There is a house up there. Too bad you didn't realize that your face, shirt, and hair are all covered with doggy drool. And doggy drool has a scent on it. A strong scent. Especially to other animals. Like wolves. They can smell your doggy slot face from a mile away. 
Woof. How? Woof, woof. The wolves in the woods descend from the hills and make a quick meal out of you and Jamie. Wow. Oh, well. Next time, try going through a cat door. At least you might survive a little longer that way, because cats have nine lives. The end. Well. Yeah, my bad. I didn't see the cat door. I didn't see the cat door either. That's the, They didn't explain it. Dumb book. You should have told me there was a cat door. <laughs> Unplayable book. Unplayable book. They said the cat door was in the cat. They said the dog end door ending. There was a cat door. I didn't see the cat door. Zero out of ten. Amazon. Uh, no way you're going into these dark woods, you decide. You rub your arms to stay warm, and then you slowly walk towards the road. Hey. Jamie calls as the two of you reach the front parking lot. Look, a bus. He's right. Parked next to Mrs. Matson's car in the empty parking lot is a big silver tour bus. It's empty except for a driver who seems to be snoozing at the wheel. Cool. Jamie cries. This is our ticket out of here. Jamie races ahead of you and climbs onto the bus. You run to catch up, leaping onto the steps, joining Jamie inside. The instant you're in the bus, too far inside to be able to leave, the bus driver awakens. He pulls a lever, closing the bus door. Where to, chums? The driver asks. He tips his hat at you with a grin. But before you can answer, he jerks the bus into gear. Then he speeds out of the parking lot and into the night. Find out where you're going on page four. We're being taken so far off the uh, the hotel path, it feels like. It's fine. I wanted to go into the night, so we're all good. Yeah. Hey, stop! Where are we going? You shout at the driver. You don't sound like you want to go off into the night. <laughs> you and Jamie exchange scared glances. Buckle up, chums. The bus driver replies. We're going for a wild ride. Oh, he's not kidding. The bus barrels around a curve and tilts onto just one set of wheels. A moment later, the road curves the other way. The bus driver yanks the wheel. The tires squeal. Awesome! Jamie shouts. It's like having a private roller coaster ride. Or being on a race car track. No, it's not! You scream. He's gonna get us killed! <laughs> not all of us. The bus driver comments cheerfully. Uh-oh. You don't like the sound of that. What, what, what do you mean? You stammer. Well. <laughs> the bus driver explains, turning to grin at you. I can't get myself killed, because I'm already dead. Oh, what a surprise. Try not to scream yet. Just turn to page 33. Ah! Oh, sorry. Not, not yet. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know what? Rito did it perfectly. We're on 33. Already dead? Oh, the words hit you like a punch in the gut. The bus driver begins to fade into nothingness right before your eyes. A moment ago, he was a scrawny man with a tan wrinkled face, a gray uniform, a gray cap. Now he is nothing. Gone. Vanished. No hat. No man. Enjoy your ride. The ghost says, his voice drifting away. Where did he go? Jamie cries, sounding panicked. I is he still driving? You have no idea. All you know is that the bus is speeding through a pitch black night. 80 miles an hour, tearing down the highway, screeching around curves faster, faster. Well, at least he's going around the curves. We, we gotta take over the wheel, otherwise we're not gonna continue going around these curves! Jamie shouts. You better do it, you figure. You're closest to the driver's seat. Can you really drive the bus? Find out on page 128. 
You leap into the bus driver's seat. It's empty. Yes. He's gone! Uh Uh-huh. You shout, gripping the huge steering wheel. The wheel is so big you can hardly control it. And the seat is high. Your feet don't quite reach the pedals. You have to slump down and stretch your legs way out. Your heart lunges into your throat. You can hardly breathe. Whoa! Jamie shouts. Look out! Up ahead, there's a huge truck coming right at you. You grip the wheel for dear life and stare into the dark night. To your left is a sheer rocky cliff. You can't go that way. To your right is a fenced-in field filled with cows. Straight ahead is the truck. Quick, decide what to do. If you try try to go straight, turn to page 115. Swerve into the field of cows, turn to page 97. If you slam on the brakes, close your eyes and hope for the best, turn to page 125. Uh... Here's my fear with the cows. Mm. Extremely easy pun deaths. Mm. (laughs) Oh, you're thinking on levels, on levels, on levels. (laughs) I see. That's like really easy puns can be made in relation to the cows. So I'm afraid of that. Um, But who knows? Slam on brakes, close your eyes, hope for the best. I mean, I these all suck, but like maybe it's just a ghost tr- maybe it's just a ghost truck. You know? That's hey, honestly, I think it's quite likely. All of these things have set up themselves as traps, but it also appears that the ghosts themselves aren't actually that scary. They're more about doing a bunch of tricks on you consistently. Like, like the guy turns up with a big chain and he's clanking his big chain around and then Jamie's like, I just took his chain. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing. Maybe we're the baddies. Think, yeah, let's run over this ghost truck on 115. 115, let's commit, uh, you know, murder again? Ghost murder? 115. Let's do it. Ah! Jamie screams as you speed down the dark road towards the oncoming truck. Meep, meep. The approaching truck is a huge semi-trailer, one of those mammoth things with 18 wheels. The driver honks his horn at you over and over. Meep. You can see him waving his arm, trying to get you to move over. You're right in his lane. I'm trying! You shout as you pull on the wheel. Pull? (laughs) With all your strength. I'm trying to go up. Uh, Pull, pull, pull. (laughs) Like, why don't go up? I've seen planes. You, I've seen magic school bus. I've seen magic school bus. I'm magic school. You can see him waving his arm, trying to move, get you to move over. You're right in his lane. I'm trying. Oh, okay, you shout as you pull on the wheel. With all of your strength, you try and turn the bus's steering wheel to the right, but the wheel won't turn. It's stuck. No matter how hard you try to stomp on the brakes with your feet, the bus keeps picking up speed faster, faster. Meep. You close your eyes. Can't stand to watch. Oh no! Jamie screams in terror. Open your eyes on page 118. Good thing you closed your eyes. It wasn't pretty. You drove straight into a truck. Smash. But it wasn't because you're a bad driver. You didn't have any lousy hand eye coordination or anything. It's because the invisible ghost bus driver was sitting on the floor near your feet and pushing the gas pedal. With his other hand, he was holding the steering wheel so you couldn't turn it. Pretty sneaky, those ghosts. What will they think of next? Correction. What will you think of next? How about a way to... Wait, how about the way this adventure has come to an end? Okay. Rude. 
I mean, yes, plus one to ghosts just like two pranks. Yeah. Uh, Although th this is also now in the, like, saw jigsaw realm of prank. Like, this, this was not fair. This was not a harmless fun and game. You drove me into a truck. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, we did int- It asked us which way we wanted to go, and we did say straight. So, like- Well, look. I mean- Okay, so, look, <laughs> I drove us into a truck. They drove us into a truck. We it, drove it, us into it, a truck. Yes. Exactly. It- What we're saying is, it's not our fault. Uh- mm. Slam on brakes, close eyes, hope for the best. Like, none, just, knowing what we know now, theoretically, none of these options should matter. Exactly, but. right? Swerve into the field of cows? No, there's a ghost under the seat. Slam on the brakes? No, there's a ghost under the seat. I mean, theoretically, the one that's most likely to do something different if logic stays the same is slamming on the brakes if he's got his foot on the gas. Yeah, exactly. Possibility of, uh, <clears throat> of still managing to... Shall we try? Stop the vehicle. Yeah, let's do it. I don't really... I don't really know. I've, any of these could, really. You close your eyes tight and slam on the brakes. The brakes make a horrible squealing noise as the bus screeches to a halt. Then silence. You listen. Your eyes still closed. Finally, you open your eyes. What happened? You whisper. You gaze into the dark night. The road ahead is empty. Didn't you see? Jamie cries. I thought we was road pizza. And then it passed right through us. <laughs> what passed right through us? You demand? The truck. Jamie replies. Turns out in this timeline, it was a ghost truck. Well, but, it came straight at us and then zoom, drove right through us. Book, can I get points for predicting it? That's what I <laughs> thought was going to happen when we drove right through it forward. <laughs> I I award I award Rio one point. Ah, thank you. A big smile spreads across your lips. We made it, you think. We survived the haunted hotel. You start to whoop and give Jamie a high five. But then you freeze. Just the thought you just thought of something awful. Wait a minute. You mutter. Oh, hold it right there. Trucks can't die. <laughs> you hop out of the truck and dash towards the fields of cows. Turn to page 29. What have we figured out about these cows? Oh my god. What are you doing? Jamie shouts. You don't answer him. You simply keep running. You leap over the fence and into the field. Hey! You shout, waving your arms at the cows. Hey, over here! Look at me! The cows don't budge. They don't even glance up. They just keep grazing, their heads low. You race headlong towards the herd, waving your arms and yelling at the top of your lungs. The cows ignore you. When you reach the cows, you keep running and running and run straight through them. Your body passes easily through these solid beasts as if you don't exist. Oh, no. You cry. That's what you're afraid of. Oh. It wasn't a ghost truck that passed through you on the highway. It was a real truck. You and Jamie are the ghosts. What's going on? Jamie calls. He sounds scared. You sigh. You hate to do it, but sooner or later, you're going to have to tell your best friend the truth. You've both come to a very bad end. Okay, well, at least it fixed the plot hole of ghosts, of uh, trucks can't die. But yeah. 
Exactly. I'm sad I, I steered us this. away in the sake of, for the sake of puns. Maybe they have it set up so that it's the right answer because of puns. I I wonder if it's possible that it's still going to kill us. <laughs> uh, you know? Oh God, that'd be so mean. To give us three options that all kill us? That'd be so mean. They all take a little bit of a different amount of time to kill us, thankfully. Yeah. Ah! Jamie screams as the truck roars towards you. It's, we're going towards the cows. With a hard jerk, you yank the steering wheel to the right. Kabam! The bus bumps and jerks over the edge of the road into a small ditch. Then it rolls on, crashing and smashing through barbed wire fence until it finally stops. You've driven straight into the middle of a field of cows. <sighs> the cows cry, startled by the bus's arrival. Ouch! You moan. You bounce against the steering wheel in the driver's seat. It hurts. A crowd of voices behind you cheers. Uh-oh. Turn to page five. Uh, oh, it will not let me. The ghosts of those who've died in this trap before, but they didn't even come up and tell us earlier that the driver was a ghost, so I give none of you credit. It, it, fair. Your head snaps around. Uh, huh? You grunt, staring at the empty bus seats. Oh, you saved us! Yay! <laughs> Invisible voices cry. Then one by one, the seats begin to fill up with ghosts. At first, they are airy, filmy. Finally, they become solid. You stare in amazement. Your mouth falls open. Every single seat in the bus is filled with ghosts. But not ordinary ghosts. They're ghosts of circus performers. <laughs> okay. Turn to page 43. You can't believe your eyes. A fat lady lion tamer with the... Dietrich the Great. Wait. Uh, I believe that will be pronounced Dietrich. Dietrich. I I refuse. Dietrich. It's, it's the name. Yeah, I know. Written in sequence on his shirt. Two women, bareback riders, the flying... Okay. <laughs> what two C's? A famous trapeze act. A man in the front seat is swallowing fire. His son beside him is swallowing his sword. Cool! Jamie exclaims. Uh, what are you doing on the bus? A man dressed as a ringmaster stands up. This is our ring bus, our tour bus rather, he explains. We're doing a road tour for a three ring circus. Too bad we only play for dead audiences. Huh? Does he mean they only play for ghosts? You don't even care. You're just happy to be hanging out with so many interesting people. This is too cool to be true. That lion, that bus driver was crazy. The lion tamer mutters from the back. We need someone new to drive. I say just let those kids do it. And that's just what happens. You and Jamie spend the rest of your lives driving the bus for the circus act called The Greatest Ghosts on Earth. The end. Uh, when you and Jamie settle down at the end of your lives, both at the ages of 87 and 89, respectively, in order to reflect upon your time and experience, Jamie, wide-eyed, turns to you and goes, Oh, damn it! What about Moira and BJ? Yeah. Let's see, I'm just checking out that. So I think we... Have we exhausted every... Hold on. I believe that is every side after leaving the house, but not going to the road. Or rather, no, sorry, we did go to the road, and that's yeah. the bus. So yeah, everything that's after leaving the house. Literally everything. I mean, to be fair as well, that I think that is technically what 
I think we've gotten two things that would maybe be classified as good ends or a good end and an ambiguous mm. end. But yes. I'm happy to look for Drew still. I too, especially considering it seems uh, central to the narrative. Yeah, like it seemed ambiguous. Even though it was technically not. It was supposed to be like, no, you love this. You love that your whole life is now this. Mm. It's still, I mean, like, like it's great and all, but also the main plot. Exactly. And the other people who are now trapped here forever. Yeah. 17? Forget the doggy door. Jamie says. We can't fit through there and I do not want to be driving around Connie's all day. Let's go find Mordgarth. <laughs> you eye the small opening. You decide Jamie is right. Uh, okay. You reply. But we need a plan for finding Mortgarth. I say we take the elevator to the top floor and work our way down. Just search every room. Great plan. <laughs> Jamie comments. Except for one thing. How are we going to get into all those rooms? Um, knock? You respond half serious, half joking. Jamie rolls his eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to need keys. Where are we supposed to get keys? You demand. The desk clerk has them. Jamie answers. I say we sneak into the lobby, do something crazy to attract his attention, and then we steal the keys. I don't know. You hesitate, remembering that the ghost on the TV said there weren't any living humans in the hotel. What if the desk clerk's a ghost? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> safe bet, safe bet. We found ghost truck. Jamie agrees, then his eyes light up. On the other hand, maybe the desk clerk is Drew Mortgoth. Let's go! Jamie takes off without waiting for you. Hurry and follow him on page 24. You follow Jamie through the silent carpeted halls. The old hotel gives you the creeps. It's too quiet, too big, and... Too filled with ghosts. You're starting to feel sleepy. You yawn and blink. Don't fall asleep, you urge yourself. You shudder, remembering Drew Mortgard's warning. You gotta stay awake or you'll wind up a permanent guest at this haunted hotel. You and Jamie pause in a huge archway leading into the lobby. This place looks empty, but... Was that the sound of a newspaper rustling? You shiver, feeling almost certain that someone is nearby. But you can't see anything unusual. Jamie doesn't seem to notice. Listen, he whispers, one of us is going to have to act crazy just to get the desk clerk's attention. Then the other person can sneak behind the desk to steal the keys. Hey, what do you want to do? If you want to be the one who acts crazy, turn to page 88. If you want to steal the keys, page 63. Mm. Mm. You know what? I'm going to, here's my little like 51 to 49 push is Drew doesn't, sorry, Drew, good Lord. Jamie doesn't seem especially perceptive. Yes. Maybe he'd be better utilized as a, you know, a distraction rather than a sleuthy, steely, sneaky. I think that's very valid. Here's my complicating 51, 49. He Love took it. those chains very easily. <laughs> Oh, it's true. <laughs> I just took it. <laughs> so I, I don't. Ooh, I, I don't, don't really know care. if he was surreptitious or furtive, or or uh, I don't know if he was particularly hidden I, about any of the I would actions imagine, he took in that instance. I would imagine he'd be a better distraction. I'm down to I'll eighty. Do it. Oops. Eighty. 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 Uh oh. Uh oh. Please hold. Please hold. Please hold. Will we turn to page? Please hold. Will we turn to page? 
Your attention is valuable to us. Please hold while we turn to page. Okay. Uh, All right, 88. I believe this is incorrect. What? 88? Uh, if it, So it's us choosing if we want to act crazy or if we want to steal the keys. Oh, shoot. So for him to act crazy is 24. 63. Uh, 60, sorry, yeah. Please hold while we turn to page. Please hold. Your attention is valuable. Please hold. Okay, 63. I'll try to steal the keys. You tell Jamie. You just go do something crazy in the lobby. <laughs> okay. Jamie agrees, his eyes lighting up. Before you know it, he's off. He dashes into the lobby and starts shouting at the top of his lungs. Peanuts! Hot bags! Get your nice hot peanuts here! In a flash, the desk clerk is out from behind his desk. Hey, you can't sell peanuts here, he says. You don't have a peanut license. A license? Too weird, you think. But as the clerk charges in Jamie's direction, you slip behind the desk. Keys? There must be keys somewhere. You scan the old-fashioned cubby holes on the wall where the key should be. They're empty. Then you spot a large brass key on a ring. You grab it. Maybe it's the master key, the one that will open all the rooms. I've got it! You call it to Jamie. Weirdly confident? <laughs> Uh, take the key. Weirdly confident and loud. What are we doing? Maybe we weren't right for the job after all for the sneaky sneaky. As soon as Jamie hears you, he runs from the lobby. Come on, to the elevator. You call. You and Jamie race to the wood paneled elevator at the back of the lobby. You dash in just as the desk clerk is about to catch up with you. Come back here, you little creeps. The desk clerk shouts. As the elevator doors close, the desk clerk sticks his hands in between them. But the doors keep closing, closing. They smash shut on the man's hands. Yes! Jamie cries. An instant later, the elevator starts to move up. Ew, sick, you think. His hand will be torn off his arms. But, wow, the clerk's hands suddenly turn airy and see-through. You stare at the ghostly forms. Then they disappear as the elevator rises, groaning and creaking to the top floor. When the doors open again, you gasp. Guess who's standing there, waiting for you? Turn to page 77. Uh, BJ. <laughs> the same dude. Yeah. I mean, oh. Uh, the desk clerk faces you, solid as a living human being, blocking your way out of the elevator. His beady eyes glow. He snarls with anger. Your eye is caught by the name tag on his white shirt. Horner Smithfield. I knew you were a ghost. Good observation. Jamie cries. You nod. Horner Smithfield must be a ghost. Otherwise, how could his hands have disappeared? How else could he zoom from the first floor to the 15th and arrive before the elevator? The desk clerk... Why do they even have an elevator? The desk clerk reaches towards you as if he's going to strangle you. You glance at his hands. Your stomach flips over. His hands aren't solid flesh and they aren't transparent anymore. They're... Gone? Turn to page 86. What? Eh? At the end of Horner Smithfield's shirt sleeves is... Nothing. No hands, no stumps, just nothing. You'll never get out of here alive, he threatens. How are you going to stop us? Jamie jeers. You seem to be a little short-handed. The end for Horner Smithfield. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Maybe you can go to buy one from a secondhand store. The end. The end. For Jamie. Or for uh, for Horner. <laughs> How can Jamie make jokes at a terrible time like this? You're so scared your legs tremble. Smithfield glares at Jamie. You be sorry, he warns. With that, the five strands of hair on his bald head rise. They lift off his scalp and point, <laughs> and point at you. Hey, I thought Jamie was the one who was supposed to be sorry, you think. Not me. You stare in horror at the five solid, sharp spikes attached to Horner Smithfield's head. They're alive. They seem to grow longer, sharper. They look like the teeth of a pitchfork, but they move like snakes. What is happening? They aim at your face as if they're going to poke out your eyes. Duck to page 116. And that, these are individual strands. I know. That felt like uh that felt like when we were playing AI Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His hairs. They stood up. Now they're spikes. Now they're longer. Now they're snakes. Oh my god, huge mm-hmm. thunder. Uh, now this is Medusa's story. Yeah. The spikes on the desk clerk head. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> could you hear that thunder? Holy uh, I did not. All right, good. Very thematic, though. The spikes on the desk clerk's head zoom towards you. Run! You shout. You duck around Horner Smithfield and race down the hall. You don't look back, but you hear Jamie following. You jam the brass key into the one of the room doors, and bingo, it opens! You and Jamie dash in, slam the door shut, and lock it. Luckily, the room is empty. No guests, no ghosts. At least, none that you can see. <sighs> Jamie exclaims, flopping down on one of the two double beds. Talk about a bad hair day. Who's having a bad hair day? A girl calls out. You stiffen. Where did that voice come from? The closet? You and Jamie eye each other. Now what, you wonder, gulping? Let's get out of here. Jamie whispers. You're not so sure. That voice sounds familiar. Should you open the closet and see who it is? I mean... I think it is, uh, who's it? What's it? Moira? Uh, it could be Moira. It could be Moira or it could be on the phone. Cause they're like, Drew? yeah. Cause they're like, they kept making a point to be like, you couldn't tell, you know. Oh, and they were whispering. So they might've been trying to hide inside of a closet. That's my, my guess is this could be it. That's, yeah, let's do it. Let's open that closet door. At the very least, I want to allow I want to allow the book to potentially reward us for that line of thinking. Exactly. Also, right. what other voice would we recognize at this point? Yeah. You can't resist. You have to find out who spoke. You creep towards the closet door. You can feel Jamie holding his breath, waiting, tense. Silently, you place your hand on the doorknob, and with a quick jerk, you yank the door wide open. A voice shouts, and someone leaps out at you. Jump out of the way onto page 15. You scream, leaping out of the way. <laughs> Jamie sputters behind you. It's Moira! Oh. Moira? Oh, you squeak. What are you doing here? Moira gives you a sneaky smile. <clears throat> Oh, hiding, she explains, looking pleased with herself. Oh, it's just hiding from the ghosts. You shake your head. Well, don't do that, you complain. I mean, 
don't jump out and scare me. The place is already creepy enough. I know. Moy replies. I just couldn't help it. I heard your voices and I thought it'd be fun. You roll your eyes. Some fun. You snap. Don't get nasty. Moira snaps back. Or I won't take you to Drew Mortgarth. Your eyes open wide. You found Drew Mortgarth? Turn to page 57. A shiny Drew Mortgarth, first edition too. Oh my god. PSA 10? Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Sells for 8.7 USD or a regional equivalent. Oh my my. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> it probably tastes good. It's <laughs> fifty-seven. 57. It's it's like gold flake, right? It's yeah. not about the taste of the thing. It's about knowing yeah. you've deprived the rest of the world of that resource. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's why I put gasoline on all my food. Moira replies proudly. <laughs> I do that because I'm a side character from the uh, series Cars. Yes. I. I found Drew Mortgarth. He's a kid just like us. The last in the Mortgarth family. He lives in a secret room on the first floor. Wow. Jamie exclaims. How'd you find him? Oh, BJ and I were trying to hide from the ghosts. Moira explains. So he snuck into the kitchen and found a secret room behind the freezer. Come on, I'll show you. You have to go through the meat locker to get there, though. You and Jamie follow Moira out of the room. That explains it. Jamie comments as you reach the hall. Explains what? Moira asks. Why are you so cold? Jamie replies. I mean, there's a chill in the air around you. You know, just like uh, the ghosts. Your stomach does a double flip. Just like the ghosts? Oh no. What if the ghosts already got to Moira? Then she'd be... Uh-oh. Is she one of them? Do you trust Moira? Turn to page 84. If you think she's a ghost, turn to page 126. What if you trust Moira and think she's a ghost? Hmm. Mmm. Then I think you have to go top mm. down, so you still have to go for the, the Trust Moira option first of 84. Theoretically. Which, honestly, is where I'm leaning, because, like... Yeah, I <laughs> let the ghost attack me. I want to, you know, give kindness out and have... Exactly. I would prefer to have the rug pulled out from underneath me, <laughs> being a trusting fella, than to just assume bad. You decide to trust Moira. She doesn't seem like a ghost, but besides, meat lockers are cold. Oh, we can't take the elevator, Moira declares, leading you to a stairway. Drew told us to stay away from it. The ghosts are always in there, even if you can't see them. Where's BJ? You ask her. Oh, he's with Drew. Moira replies. He was too chicken to come looking for you guys, so I had to come alone. Typical BJ, you think. The three of you hurry down the stair, the back stairway to the first floor. Then Moira leads you down a set of swinging double doors. They lead into an old hotel kitchen. The kitchen is empty except for a bunch of giant pots and pans. You shudder when you spot the glistening knives and meat cleavers hang hanging from a rack on one wall. You follow Moira towards a thick steel door with a big handle. It's a big walk-in refrigerator or meat locker. Moira opens the door and motions for you to go in. After you, she says. Okay. Enter the meat locker on page 28. I, yeah, okay. Or not. Or maybe. A blast of freezing cold air drifts out at you uh, from the meat locker. 
Hurry up! Moira urges. I hear someone coming. But why do we have to go in there? Jamie asks. From the squeak in his voice, you can tell he's as nervous as you are. Because there's a secret room behind this one, Moira explains impatiently. See that door? She points to a small wooden door on the far side of the meat locker. That leads to Drew Mortgarth's room. Oh. Jamie agrees. Okay. Shivering, Jamie steps into the meat locker, and so do you. That's when you notice something. There's no food in there. Hey, where's the beef? <laughs> you demand, staring at Moira with wide eyes. Turn to page 80 for the setup. Hmm? Oh, oh my God. Moira smiles at you strangely, but she doesn't answer your question. Instead, she pulls the door to the meat locker closed, locking the three of you in. What'd you do that for? Jamie shouts, horrified. You study the huge metal door. Your heart sinks. There's no handle on the inside. No way to open it. No way out. Now we're trapped in here. You moan. No. Moira says slyly. We're not trapped in here. You are. Bye-bye. All at once, she becomes transparent, thin and airy and film-like. Oh, no. Jamie cries. She's a ghost! I knew it. You want to yell. But before you can even open your mouth, Moira floats through the metal door, leaving you and Jamie shivering and locked inside. Hurry to page 103 before you freeze, still somehow not dead on this path. We committed no sins. We were too trusting, if anything. I know. But I'm just surprised at how long this is happening with no death. It almost feels like this might be fine. Your teeth start chattering so hard that you can barely talk. Oh, 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 open the, 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 the door. You chatter at Jamie. You point to the small wooden door, the one on the far side of the freezer. The one Moira said would lead to Drew Mortgarth's secret room. Jamie's shivering too. He rubs his arms with his hands to keep warm. Doesn't seem as, doesn't seem as if he... Seems as if he doesn't want to stop rubbing them long enough to reach for the door. But finally he edges closer to it. Lifts the steel handle. You and he peer into the small dark space on the other side of the wooden door. What's in there? You stutter. Find out on page 114. Your eyes finally adjust to the dark. A tiny bit of light from the meat lockers filter into the adjoining room. Then you see what's behind the wooden door. Nothing. It's not Drew Mortgoth's secret room. It's just another part of the freezer. Jamie wails. Moira tricked us. You try and answer him, but you're shivering too hard. You suddenly remember the last thing that you said to Moira. Where's the meat? <laughs> Where's... Uh, yeah, sorry. It's weird when it's like that. <laughs> now it's, you know. It's all good. You're the meat. Dead meat. And cheese, dude. Yeah, brutal that, as hell. That many pages? That many pages? 126. We think she's a ghost because she's too cold. I mean, like, it's it's logical. It's fair. It's a fair jump. It's a fair assessment. I just wanted to... Hey, well... Right. I wanted her to still be on our side. I, I did agree, like, that maybe she was locking us in the room and was doing, like, a goosebumps, like, are you being betrayed? And then we were going to go through yeah. and through, and it was like, no, you're not. 
I was hoping. Alas. Hold it! You squint suspiciously at Moira. How can you still be cold now? I mean, you've been hiding in a closet. The cold air from the freezer wouldn't cling to you that long. I mean, hey, don't put us on blast. <laughs> Moira gives you a nasty glare. Oh, we were in there a long time. She snaps. Oh, and if you, look, if you don't believe me, you can just ask BJ's mom. She was with us. BJ's mom? Your eyes widen. You wonder if she's a ghost too. Where's she now? Jamie asks. In the secret room. Moira answers. Withdrew Morgoth and first edition copies of all your favorite comics. Uh, okay. Jamie agrees. Th take us there. He starts to follow her down the hall, but you're still not sure. You reach out and grab Moira's arm. It's cold, ice cold. She must be a ghost, you think. What if she's not? What if she's telling the truth? What if she can lead you to BJ's mom and Drew Mortgarth? If you're still not sure if Moira's a ghost, turn to page 90. If you're not sure and you want to believe her story, turn to page 84. So 84 is absolutely the, uh, it brings us just back. So Yeah, so... We're sure you're a ghost. Let's go to I mean, I am sure that she's a ghost, so for what it's worth. Have Don't trust her! You shouted, Jamie. She's a ghost! I know it! No way! Jamie shakes his head. But to your amazement, Moira smiles and nods. Okay, it's true. She admits, flipping her red hair off her shoulders with her hands. I am a ghost. Watch. When you see what she does next, your mouth falls open. Little by little, her head begins to fade into nothingness. It totally disappears. Moira twirls in a circle in the hallway, headless. Pretty cool, huh? She declares, although you can't see her mouth or any part of her head. Close your mouth, quit staring, and turn to page 26. You freak. Yikes. Jamie murmurs softly. For a minute, the two of you stare at your headless friend. And slowly, Moira's head becomes solid again. But, 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 but how? Jamie stammers. I, I mean, what, what happened to you? Moira looks a little guilty and shrugs. Well, you know, after you guys left the room, BJ and I went back inside. We were feeling hungry, so we ate the sweet dream mints. That was it. Next thing I knew, I was, well, you know, like this. BJ too. Well, it's not so bad being a ghost. She adds. It's actually pretty cool. Cool? You raise one eyebrow. More like totally cold. Wait, wah. Moira laughs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's cold. So what? It's fun. We get to hide all over the hotel and we can walk through walls and everything. You know, you should try it. Come on. Just eat a sweet dream mint and you can be a ghost too. Huh? Your eyes pop open wide. Are you nuts? She reaches into her pocket and hands you a mint. Go on. <laughs> Jamie taunts you. Eat it and turn into a ghost. <laughs> I dare you. Well, you always take Jamie's dares. What about this one? Um. I. I <gasps> All I, right, look, we've just been told that that candy in specific will kill you. Yeah. Go on. Do it! Dare! Wimp! Dare! Dare! <laughs> double dog? Double dog? Triple dog? Triple dog? Alright. Uh, Alright. I. Call me crazy. I don't want to eat the mint. 
Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, we've tried that one, and uh, it, I don't like the flavor. Also, we died. It's true, it's true, it's true. Please hold, please hold. Page is loading. Oh, your, your loan has expired. Uh, Would you like okay. to pause for a second here? Yes. Okay. 100. Give me a break! You snap it, Jamie. I'm not gonna eat that stupid mint! I don't wanna die! Jamie rolls his eyes. I know that jerk! He mutters under his breath. You were supposed to pretend to eat it, then we could get out of here, but never mind. I'll just run for it, I guess. Jamie takes off, running down the hall towards the elevator. You follow him, your feet pounding the carpeted hallway. You glance at the old-fashioned elevator dial ahead of you. It's a half-circle above the elevator door with numbers for each floor. A brass hand sweeps around the numbers to indicate what floor the elevator's on. It's almost here! Keep running! Jamie shouts. Behind you, you can hear Moira's footsteps trotting after you. She doesn't run very fast, but you can feel the cold air moving closer, closing in. Just as you reach the elevator, the doors start to open. Keep running! Jamie shouts. No problem, you think. You could, couldn't stop if you wanted to, and you definitely do not want to. Leap into the elevator on page 93. <gasps> you, you and Jamie leap through the doors into the pitch black elevator. <laughs> you scream as you fall. <laughs> Jamie's scream is even louder. Both of you let your cries of terror out as you fall down, straight down into a dark shaft falling, falling land on page 92. Wait, 72? 92? Mm -hmm. 72? 72. Okay. You fall 16 floors all the way from the top of the hotel to the basement and land with a crunch. For an instant, you lie on the floor dazed. Just for an instant. What happened? The doors opened, you ran in, and then... Oh, yeah. Now you remember, the elevator wasn't there. You and Jamie leaped into the pitch black elevator shaft. Weird, you think. How come it didn't hurt when you fell? Jamie mumbles something and lifts his head from the floor. What did you say? You ask him. I said, how come it didn't hurt when you fell from heaven? Yeah. <laughs> did it Actually, I'm, I'm cold, buddy. Jamie repeats. I'm freezing cold. You squint at him in the dim light of the basement. You can see just the faintest outline of his head, shoulders, and body. You start to panic. Did he say cold? You're shivering yourself. You glance down at your own arms and legs. You can barely see them. They're transparent. See if you show up on page 12. Come on. Oh, lucky we didn't break anything, at least, though. It's true, it's true. We're ghosts! You cry, shivering and rubbing your arms together to keep warm. <laughs> awesome. Jamie exclaims, his teeth chattering. What's so awesome about it? You moan. We're stuck in this creepy hotel forever, and we'll never get to see any of our other friends again. Who says? Jamie replies, jumping to his ghostly feet. Before you know it, Jamie floats away, passing through walls, flying upwards. You don't know how you do it, but you follow him, just by using your mind. You're able to go anywhere you want to go instantly. When you stop floating and you find yourself back in room 1313, the room you started in. What are we doing here? You ask Jamie. He doesn't answer you. He just rummages through BJ's mom's purse until he finds a slip of paper. Got it! Jamie cries, holding up the paper triumphantly. Got what? You demand. Find out on page 60. 
The, uh, the number of the entire- oh, what? I, I'm not even gonna- <laughs> I'm not gonna preempt this, just in case. It's- it's the phone number. Jamie announces with a sneaky grin. Of the hotel, where the rest of our class is staying in DC. So? You ask, still bewildered. So I say, we call him. He replies. Call the other parents, and our teachers. Tell them we need help. Tell them BJ's mom disappeared, and they'd better all come here right once, uh, you know, to help us. But then they'll get trapped here too? He responds slowly. They'll all become ghosts, just like us? A huge sprint, sprint, grin spreads across Jamie's face. <laughs> I know. He admits. But that way, we'll have friends. We'll never be lonely again. He pauses. I dare you, he finally adds. So of course you do it. After all, you can't resist Jamie's dares, except for the one you just did to get this ending. The end. We gotta die. In I thought it was going to be the number for the non-copyright infringing ghoul smashes. Oh. Who you absolutely must phone. <laughs> do it. You decide to take Jamie's dare and become a ghost. After all, you always take his dares, don't you? What are you, nuts? You gotta become a ghost because someone dared you? Idiot! Newsflash, if you keep taking dangerous dares, you're not just gonna die in this page, you're gonna bite the dust on every page of every Give Yourself Goosebumps book you've ever read. And that's no fun. You wanna win this book, right, idiot? Get to the good endings, idiot? Beat the ghosts at their own game? Of course you do, dummy. So have a close, so close this book, go lie down for a few minutes, Give yourself a nice cold glass of lemonade, just cool it, cool out, and don't you dare open this book again until you're ready to make your own choices. No matter what Jamie dares you to do, idiot, the end. Okay. Uh, I... So I guess, I guess Jamie was just gonna kill us. Apparently. Sick. So we're going to jump all the way back to not opening the closet and finding Moira in the first place whatsoever. I imagine. Is that uh, Seems correct? to be the case. Let's Holy slip quietly crap. out of the room instead of opening the we're, closet. We're doing a 100% completion route again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Run? You whisper. Jamie nods. The two of you turn and race out of the room. Slam the door behind you and hurry down the hall into another room. The stolen key unlocks it. Uh, at least we'll be safe in here. You declare as the two of you flop down on the bed. Then you spot a telephone and your eyes light up. Hey, we can still call the police! Jamie shakes his head. Eh, the police will never believe us. He argues. What are we going to say? That the hotel's haunted? He reaches into his back pocket. Maybe this will help. He whips out a glossy pamphlet. I found it in the lobby. He explains. Read it. He tosses it to you, and you start to read. It's about the hotel. Jamie explains, not waiting for you to finish reading. Here's our explanation of Drew's name, all about the Mortgarth family. They built the hotel. And it tells about the horrible stuff that happened here years ago in room 402. I think room 402 might be the key to finding Drew Mortgarth. Huh. Sounds interesting. But wouldn't it be safer to call the police? Uh, so let's go to page 42. Uh-huh. Go to room 402 on page 42. <laughs> you decide to go to It'll room... It'll be less dangerous to go to room 402. Yeah, you decide to go to room 402, but you first finish reading the brochure. It's 
about the seven members of the Mortgarth family and how six of them died strange, violent deaths, all in room 402. Weird. You comment, tossing the brochure back to Jamie. But I bet you're right. Room 402 must be Drew Mortgarth's room. The true of you hurry through the hotel till you find it. It's on the fourth floor. Use your master key to unlock it and you step in. Whoa. Jamie gasps, jumping back almost at once. You gulp, your stomach turns over, and you want to scream. Get a grip and turn to page 132. <laughs> there in the middle of the room is a dark stain of blood. It forms a circle about two feet wide. As you stare at it, the pool of blood spreads into a wider and wider pool. It's as if the floor itself is bleeding. Don't scream. Just turn to page 46. It's just floor blood. Don't scream. It's just floor blood. Just a little bit of floor blood. Don't go in there! Jamie cries. Fear chokes his voice. For a moment, you stare in horror. The blood stain spreads even more, creeping towards you. Then a wall starts bleeding, as if it's telling you that someone died with his blood splattered all over it. A moment later, the moaning starts. You hear it from a hundred. You hear a hundred voices wailing, as if calling you from your graves. The voices cry. Away, far we go. Let's get out of here. Jamie urges you. You want to run. You really do. But the room holds you there. Seems to have some power over you, making you stay. A minute later, the voices stop moaning. The walls stop bleeding. The stain on the floor disappears. Turn to page 89. Oops. Habit. 89. Come on. Uh, you stand in the doorway to room 402. It looks perfectly normal again. No blood on the floor, no stains on the wall, nothing. Jamie gasps at you, totally freaked out. What just happened? He whispers. I don't know. You answer. Maybe the spirits who died in this room are still here and they're warning us to leave, maybe? Uh, let's take that advice. Jamie says quickly. Come on, that Drew Mortgard person isn't even here anyway. Maybe there are some clues here. You start. Then the phone rings. You gulp. And slowly step into the room to answer it. Hello? You're so nervous your voice squeaks. This is Drew Moldgarth. A voice on the other end whispers. Come to the dining room. I'm waiting for you. Then, click. The line goes dead. Is this a trap? Should you do what the voice on the phone said? Hurry to the dining room on page 130. Explore 402 further on page 23. I am mm. deeply intrigued by what's going on with 402, but I also do feel like maybe the spirits are in there and they're warning us to leave. It sort of seems to be the case. Uh, but the, it, the, a strangeness occurs. The spirit's there. Well, I mean, we slowly step into the room in, in order to answer it and we get the voice of Drew Morgoth. Hmm, hang on. Is it possible Drew is one of the dead Mortgarths? Seems possible. But he said he he said to us, or they said to us, they were one of the most, or the only living, or they're the only living person? Living mm. being. Whoa, wait. Wait. Drew is yeah. the hotels? 
Mm. <laughs> Maybe Drew is the hotel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hotel Drew Mordgar? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Does that lead us in one direction or another here? Not really. <laughs> I kind of want to learn a little bit more about the law, but I recognize going into room 402 is almost certainly going to kill us. I, You know, at this point, who cares? 23. Let's do it, 23. We're on like 100% route anyway. I want Drew to be the hotel so bad. <laughs> just because I just would love, that'd be so fun. Uh, you tell Jamie what the voice on the phone said. It's definitely a trap. Jamie declares. I changed my mind about living. Someone wants us out of this room, so we should stay and check it out. Deal. You reply. You and Jamie quickly search the room. Nothing. As you're turning to go, you notice a small refrigerator in the corner of the room. You stoop down and peer into it. Clam juice? You mutter. It's full of clam juice. Yuck. Ugh. Jamie makes a gagging noise. I hate clam juice. Me too. You comment, slamming the fridge shut. Clam juice is sick. You have to add so much sugar to it to even make it drinkable. Who would? Then you wonder. Maybe drinking clam juice is lucky somehow. Maybe it protects people from ghosts? Maybe it's how Drew Mortgarth has survived all this time? Drink some clam juice on page 107. If you don't, go to 130. Clam juice? Thoughts? I mean, ugh, I'll take the kalkalosh. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It it seems so absurd, a conclusion to reach I, of, I found all this clam yeah. juice. I don't like clam juice, but maybe it's lucky. Uh, here, here's my thought. It's a it's a death. Yeah. We are probably close to hundred percenting the book, anyways. Do we want to see what the hell kind of a page one hundred seven looks like? Drinking clam, clam juice. juice? Kill me. Yeah. How do we die by clam juice? Does it just make us go to sleep? It's so taut you die. Yeah. Like I just want to know. I want to know how it kills us because like it's, you know, you pop open a bottle of clam juice and take a swig. It doesn't actually taste so bad. You tell Jamie. Maybe not, but it is magic, like everything in this haunted hotel. Come on, doesn't drinking clam juice sound just a little bit fishy? Too late now. You'll just have to find out for yourself what drinking clam juice does to you. You see, it affects everyone differently. Some unlucky kids discovered it made letters disappear from the page of the it book they were reading. So here's some advice. You visit the don't, don't eat think don't, don't appear at the end. You know that's exactly how it is printed in the book. There is no mic disconnection yes. occurring here at this instance. Uh, it just blanks out a bunch of different letters. I also took the liberty of uh, tracking along with those letters that were removed to see if it added any additional information. Oh. But no, it's not a code or anything like that. All right. So this loops us back into, and we have fully exhausted that path. Anywho, so that that gets mm -hmm. the confusion out of the way. Uh, you and Jamie leave room four hundred two and head for the dining room. Drew Mortgar said he was waiting for you there. Of course, maybe he's really a chi. You can tell from the whispering voice on the phone. You hurry to the huge dining room on the main floor, filled with tables, each one set for dinner. White tablecloths draped to the floor, seated at the table. Right in the middle of the room, under the chandelier, is a beautiful young woman. She's wearing a red silk dress and a diamond necklace. Her blonde hair is piled high on her head. Hello. 
She looks like a hotel. She has a deep voice and a warm smile. I'm Drew Mortgarth, and I've been waiting for you. Turn to page 19. Oh, I really wish... I, I wish it was... <laughs> wish it was a monster house scenario so bad. You and Jamie slowly approach the woman. Are you really Drew Mortgarth? You ask. No, she's not! A voice calls from behind you. Don't believe her! You whirl around. It's the hotel. <laughs> you discover a kid about your age crawling out from under the dining table near the door. The kid has reddish hair and a round face with freckles. He looks like a nice, ordinary guy until you glance at his eyes. They're dark, almost black. They give him a creepy, serious expression. I'm Drew Mortgarth! The kid insists. I called you! Don't trust her! She's a ghost! Jamie glances at you nervously. Uh, which one's the real one? He whispers under his breath. Good question. Uh, do you know? Turn to page 56. Hmm. I'm ready to figure it out. Well, please hold. Your attention is important to... Uh, there we go. You think hard, trying to figure out which person is Drew Mortgarth. Your life might depend on getting this right. Your head pounds. Is it the kid or the woman in the red dress? Wait a minute. Maybe you already know the answer? Did you look inside the refrigerator in room 402? If so, you know what Drew Mortgarth likes to drink. You, your eyes light up. You gaze at the blonde woman. What's your favorite drink? You ask, eyeing her carefully. My favorite drink? She repeats, frowning. A cola, why? You turn to the kid. How about yours? You ask him. Clam juice. The kid replies. What a weird question. Well, which do you think it is? If you think Drew likes cola, turn to page 91. If you think Drew likes clam juice, turn to page 13. Here's the thing. Now. now. <laughs> oh, are we on the same line of thinking? It bet. It, I, I need to hear you say it, Rita. Is it possible that the cola was in the fridge and was drank and the yep. clam juice was left? <laughs> exactly. He's already drank all the cola. We've got a survivorship <laughs> bias going on here. We can only I, see clam juice, I, but it's the exact thing he hates. I know. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. But I really don't think that the book is going to make kids <laughs> figure out the survivorship <laughs> bias. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't think they will, but I love the idea that they would entertain it. I, I think he likes clam juice. I think he likes clam juice, too. But I love that we both thought that immediately. <laughs> uh, you remember all those cans oh wait there were more than one ca okay well if there were a lot of cans of clam juice maybe I don't know you remember all those cans of clam juice in the fridge on room in room 402 it's the kid you whisper so only Jamie can hear you you and Jamie turn and dash towards the boy come on Drew Jamie shouts at him let's run Drew spins around the three of you both out of the dining room as if 20 monsters were chasing you but actually, nobody's chasing you. Not even the woman in the red dress. She's not fast enough in her high heels. But you can hear her voice laughing as you speed away. <laughs> she calls. Fools, you'll never escape. You follow Drew Mortgarth through the lobby and down the hall to a broom closet. When you're all inside, he locks the door. What are we doing in here? Jamie demands out of breath. Just give us the keys so we can get out of the hotel. Drew's dark eyes seem to reflect no light. I can't give you the keys, he says softly, a sad note in his voice. Why not? 
you demand. You swallow hard. Oh, we almost missed it. Did you make the wrong choice? Learn the truth on page nine. With a sober face, Drew tells you the whole story. I'm the last of the Mortgard family. He explains. My great-grandfather built this hotel. It's been bad luck since the beginning. First, my great-grandfather died while he was staying in room 402. Then, every single one of my relatives <laughs> died there. Some by accident, some were murdered. Their ghosts came back and took over. Now they're haunting this place, turning all the employees and guests into ghosts. Now everyone who stays up here ends up dead by morning. But, but why didn't you die? Clam juice, Jamie asks, his eyes wide. I mean, you sleep here every night, right? Drew nods. The ghost can't hurt me because I'm a Mortgoth, he explains. You gulp. But, 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 but you, you called us, you blurt out. You said you had the key to get out. Drew hangs his head down, looking guilty. I lied? He admits. I'm trapped in here too. I wanted you to come find me so you can help me get out. You and Jamie exchange looks. Terrified looks. Oh, we're sunk. Jamie moans. Totally sunk. Sink or maybe swim on page 27. Drew Mortgarth shakes his head. There's a way out of the hotel, he goes on. At least there used to be. You perk up. Really? You ask. Where? When? In the old days. Drew answers. Even after the ghost came, we could always get out of checkout. At noon, the doors were locked the rest of the time, but at noon they would automatically open just for one minute. We could go out. I don't know why, but a few months ago it stopped working that way. Hey. Jamie exclaims. Maybe they changed checkout time. Well, did they? If you've met the ancient ghost who smells bad, you might know the truth. The ghost did change the checkout time, but what did they change it to? Check out the answer on page 62. Oh my god. No cheating. Did you meet the smelly old ghost? If so, did he tell you what the new checkout time is? If you do know the new checkout time, write the number down. Add 27 to the number. You'll have a two-digit number. Turn to the page. <laughs> that is the same number. Remember, it's a new checkout time plus 27. I mean... Unfortunately, uh, we don't know the new checkout time, so we have to go to page 85. Here, I thought we were doing the full completion route. Apparently, there was... A whole line we missed earlier. Apparently. Maybe there's a new checkout time? You tell Jamie. But we don't know what it is. I say we go with the old one. Huh? Uh, sorry. <laughs> so much thunder. Jamie grunts. Uh, why? Drew just told us it won't work. It doesn't work for him. You point out. But maybe it'll work for us. Maybe the doors will open. Jamie nods and shrugs. Yeah, worth a try, he says. The three of you decide to hide in the broom closet until a few minutes before noon. Then you and Jamie creep out. You sneak into the lobby and crouch behind a chair. Although there's no reason to hide, the lobby seems to be empty. Drew squats down beside you. It's one minute till noon, Drew murmurs. 
Silently, the three of you count to 60. Get ready. You whisper. Get set. Go! Your blood pumps wildly as you jump up and dash past the desk clerk racing to the front door. Don't stop running until you get to page 25! The noonday sun streaks in through the double front doors. Where do you think you're going in such a hurry? The desk clerk calls in a nasty tone of voice. But you ignore him. You lunge at the front door and grab the handle and pull. Yes, it opens. We're free! You cry. You race out of the hotel into the parking lot towards Mr. Mrs. Matson's car. To your surprise, Mrs. Matson is already outside. She's sitting in the car with the motor running. Moira and BJ are in the car, too. Jump in, sweeties! <laughs> she shouts, waving her arms frantically for you to hurry. You glance over your shoulder looking for Drew, but he's not following you. Standing back at the hotel in the open doorway, waving goodbye. Sweet dreams! Drew calls, smiling a sad smile. Sweet dreams. With that, Mrs. Matson guns the engine and zooms away, leaving the hotel mort far behind. Turn to page 127. Hey, what about Drew? Jamie protests as Mrs. Matson speeds down the deserted highway. We gotta go back for him. You nod and start to agree, but you're so tired, so sleepy. You lean back in the corner of your seat and close your eyes. Drew's words echo in your head as you doze off. Sweet dreams. Hours later, you wake up and glance around. Out the car window, you can see the Capitol building. You made it to Washington, D.C. We're here. BJ's mom's. BJ's mom chirps. You blink. Wow. You mutter. What happened? What about the car trouble? And how did you guys escape from Hotel Mort? Mrs. Matson twists her head around to glance at you in the back seat. What car trouble? She asks. And what Hotel Mort? We've been driving for eight hours straight, and you've been sleeping the whole way. Was it really all just a dream? Sorry, there are some things that you'll just never know. In the end. I'm assuming this is... I've been marking it down. We've exhausted mm. everything on this side of the route, pretty much. Mm. So I'm thinking... Maybe, maybe not. I'm assuming that this is divided into two sections, and maybe the other section has... The Smellyman. And that's just the ending point. That's my guess. But I don't know. The Smellyman being the ending point on the other one. This this definitely seems like a mixed victory. We did have, of course, the full victory basically five minutes in. So we've been in overtime true. since then. That is true. I think that this but I think that this is more or less the full the full route of this of our path. Just from looking. I think there's one additional thing, which is I think I I do think that there would be a death in an earlier one or some you know loop back into the original line uh, that would give us the smelly before finishing sure. the book on the other one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because it just tends to have contiguous ones. Yeah, but either way, it's, it's an hour thirty at this point, and it seems like a pretty logical wrap-up point and i couldn't tell you even slightly where we would have to go to try and find a smellyman and he lied so much to us yeah 
Number like, one, about the key, uh, uh, the, the, you know, so many lies. Number He's, two. The, the eternal damnation for that kid. Yeah. Number two, not being just a dream. Liar. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm, I'm good. I'm satisfied. I I enjoyed the, the theming. I don't know. It felt like it had some fun writing in it that, um, I don't know, just felt slightly different. It, it did. Again, it's another one that I think was carried by the strength of the writing and the strength of the setting. Uh, and although it did have a lot more instances of like, hey, have you interacted with this thing before? There were still a large amount of like, mm, flip a coin, are you going to die yeah. or not? Because, And those ones, I always just want to have a little bit of a reason to go one way or the other. Yeah, or like, yeah, you can... I, and it makes sense, like, because you don't, you don't want it to just be like, Here's two choices, one that's obvious, one that's not. Well, just try and set up a situation mm. where they're not, where it's not obvious, but you can, you know, you can use a hunch. Because it often is like, it presents you with two choices, give yourself goosebumps, like, here's two choices. One seems obvious, or one seems more logical, one seems not. But it's just a 50-50, it's like, are we, are we playing logical today or not? You yeah. know, it's kind of what it is. Like, are we playing logical tonight or not? Or are you trying to get me with the gotcha? And... And that's totally, it's kind of how these are to an extent, but I like them. Mm -hmm. I really like them anyways. I like them for what they are and they are very campy, very fun, uh, very enjoyed. And I liked this one. I liked this one extra, despite the fact that it was kind of like a wild goose chase death hunt book where like, mm -hmm. it was like, here's a choice that's going to kill you in four pages, like mm -hmm. a lot. But I still, I still really liked it from the writing and the theming, carrying it a lot. Indeed. Agreed. Uh, but hey, is there anything you you want to you want to you know shout out the end here? You want to make sure we say et cetera, et cetera. Nothing in particular yeah. springs to mind for me instantly. Yeah, I'll 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 take a rest from uh, shouting out the books we need. If you've been listening to the podcast, you'd know which books we're looking for at this point. Uh, and turn to page turn to pagecast at gmail .com is the location to reach out to us with you know things inquiries or help finding those books, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash or at turn at turn to page cast <laughs> at turn to page cast. Uh, you know, check those out, like the videos, things like that. If you, if you really would like to help, that'd be wonderful. Uh, but Hey, I guess that's it. Thank you for listening. I mean, look, you can rate the podcast on whatever I mean, you hey. happen to watch it or listen it through. I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hey. the kind of cool thing you might be able to do to help I mean, us uh, get a couple more eyes on the podcast, grow the community, keep doing the podcast stuff, you know? Yeah, it'd be cool. But hey, I ain't gonna force you. You're not stuck in this hotel. You can leave whenever you want. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.